We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He went from giving a date to giving a more vague date to never saying anything to now it's like. And to, for that guy, the weather developer that's been through so much stuff, people have accused him of the most salacious things. And he's basically gone, not into hiding, but he stopped giving dates because of that. For that guy to tweet unprompted by an interview, we want the first iteration out by this date. That's what's interesting to me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, the show dedicated to talking about all the progress things in life, like music, content creation, and video games. I'm your co-host, Jesse Kazam. And I'm Veritas. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a dairy queen. A dairy queen? The nail's painted again. No, they're still painted. Oh, gotcha. My I guess I so don't pissed. know how long nail polish lasts. Once again, I, do. I would just Sharpie, so. No, my wife is pissed because, like, Two days after she get does her nails, they're already like fucked, like chipping off oh. or whatever. And and mine are still like These my dear are gamer hands. <laughs> they're flawless. You should have seen the first day though. Like I I was like in the shower, like not wanting to I don't know, dude. I didn't want to get like it in my hair. I didn't understand That's how it works. So funny. That's so great. Yeah, well, how's everything going, bud? You know, that's good. That's good. Good, good. Been uh, playing some Tarkov, playing some yeah, Star Citizen. Tarkovs. So what's weird is that like I have had. <laughs> yeah, <Tarkov>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's weird is that like Tarkov has. I have had some of the least motivation to play Tarkov that I've oh, had in a while, which rock is bottom. which is yeah rock bottom, which is partially because I have another game I want to be playing. Star Citizen, which we can, we can talk about that later. You don't say. Yeah. But, so what's weird is that, uh, that, but at the same time, some of my favorite moments in Tarkov for a long time have happened recently because I've been more intentional. Is so, it out, because out of desperation? Uh, I mean, it's like, kind of, yeah. I mean, and, and out of desperation to find a way to enjoy the game... I found a way to like really enjoy the game. Does that make sense? So it's like mm-hmm. the the ideas come out of desperation, but then the execution ends up being just like, why don't I do this day seven of the wipe? Like it's just so much fun. And that could be as simple as like building a gun that's like super weird. Like I grabbed an AK-74U, you know, this tiny little, and I like, kit, you know, kitted it out and put the waffle Those suppressor 
waffle suppressor on there and I called my little mini waffle maker and I went on like an eight raid win streak. Dude, that gun is nasty. Yeah, it's good. It's the best it's ever been. Or it could be like, dude, we have just been doing so much with VoIP. Dude, I'm out here changing the world. Like, I, dude, we're... We're voiping, dude. So I told you a few weeks ago we did the donate to the ACLU. Yeah, we did the raids. This Bitcoin. We did the raids. Oh, well, that by the way, that clip of you and me playing, and I was I said I was like, I'll drop the Bitcoin, and the dude just killed the other dude. I posted that to TikTok and it's got two hundred thousand views. It was my most viewed TikTok of all time, dude. Because I was in it. It yeah, had well, nothing of course, to do with <laughs> Of course. Anyway, so like stuff like that. And then I told you like a few weeks ago we did the uh um, where like we intentionally were like inviting randoms in the lobby. We were inviting low levels and we did that. That video was coming out tomorrow. The video I made about that. And then just like, once again, I was telling you a few weeks ago, like it's about being in the right frame of mind to do VoIP because mm -hmm. I'm so used to just kill on site, kill on site, especially late wipe when you kind of really feel like groundhog day, every, every raid yeah, is just yeah. like mutant BP. And it's like, but like the other day I was doing a raid and I shot at a guy and he was like yelling. He was like, no, no, stop friendly friendly and i was like oh what's up he was completely naked he had an akm and he was trying to finish punisher he needed one more scav so like i was like oh come with me and like we went and we went away from resort it was shoreline we found a scav he killed him and i was like all right well now that you're he was like he was like you can kill me now if you want because he got his quest done i was like no dude i was like let's go to resort let's get you looted up and like we went to resort. We started unlocking rooms. We found a two man. I killed one. And then I was, I was like flanking this guy and I was pushing him. And then I lost my buddy. And then I was like, oh no, I don't want to get killed by my buddy while I'm trying to kill this guy. And then like, th then my buddy came back upstairs and like the guy I was fighting me and my friend that I adopted were all talking because my friend was like, where is he? And I'm like, well, he's over here on the right. And that guy's like, not anymore. And like the guy was like, I think I'm out of ammo. And then he asked to be friends and he shot at us. And so I I charged in and killed the guy and saved my little buddy. And it was just like so much fun. And then as we were looting up, somebody else came, the super thick dude. But it turns out he he had just worn all his best gear and he was like level 12. He's like, I'm questing, I'm questing it like a gen four. And I was like, well, let's go. And we took him to West Wing and we did a bunch of quests for him. And then I took these two guys to Path the Lighthouse and we all extracted. And I was like, yo, this is the best. This with, is the with all best. This, with all this like VoIP collabing, have you found... Have you seen more or less or the same number of betrayals? Less. I have no, I dude, like no. Every time I wanted to help people, well, not every time, yeah. I'd say maybe 20%, it would be like this just devastatingly sad, like I draw, you know, I'd open up the factory door yeah. for him, help him with the quest. And then at the last moment while I'm unlocking the door, they'd headshot me. And I was like, that's crazy. To be honest man. with you, I'm surprised that hasn't happened to me more. But like it, I, it has not, that has not happened to me once. Basically what happens is either the guy just says he's friendly and then immediately tries to shoot me and I kill him or he kills me. Or once we initiate friendship, we're just friends. Like I, I've never had somebody like let me walk them through the whole raid and then kill me. I think if they're, if they are not like pistoling ninth wipe, you know, like yeah. they, they're experienced but yeah. just like low level shitheads, those are more likely to turn on you. But I think yes. new players, new players genuinely just want the help. A hundred percent. They don't want to. They don't want the smoke. The boat. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because if they 
tried to kill you and you killed them, they'd be like, I wasted such a good opportunity to get all that gear for free. Especially, yep. uh, you know what this is? This probably represents 90% of why our experience is different. I play with duos. So whoever the guy is has to kill both of us to win. There's some subtle intimidation there where it's like, we're going to help you. And if you try and kill one of us, if you kill one of us, the other dude's going to immediately kill you. You know what I mean? And th yeah. that helps a lot. And then today, every time I play with Geeks, his thing is he'll be like, um, um, I'm Canadian. I'm Canadian. <laughs> like, no. Oh, okay. They're about no. someone will avoid me like friendly, friendly, friendly. He won't even say friendly back. He's like, hey, what's your favorite Whitney Houston song? And he's like, <laughs> sing so disarming. it. He's like, sing it right now or we're going to kill you. And like we had one raid where the guy's like, I don't know Whitney Houston. And Geeks was like, you better Google something right now. And he started counting down. And then from the other hall, you hear the guy like, like singing, dude, just singing these random lyrics. And then we adopted him. Dude. And today we did the same thing, dude. Today it was so funny. It was me, Velian and Geeks. We were playing. It is Whitney Houston, by the way. Okay. Me, Velian and Geeks were playing. And then we found somebody on Interchange that we adopted and, and Geeks asked him the same thing. And Geeks, and he was like, I don't like Whitney Houston. Anyways, later, this guy was no gear on, but Kill Velian him. dropped him his raid backpack. So that's how we like identified him. He was completely naked, but he had a raid bag on. He had like an SKS. And we lost him. And we, we were like running down all on the first floor looking for him. And we heard shots upstairs. And I look up and I just see the raid bag and the naked guy move and prone. And a scav is like beaming him. And I, I turn, I hit VoIP and I'm running up the escalators going, and I'm like, dude, and I'm like at the top of my lungs singing this through VoIP while I'm like killing all these scabs. And then we get, we get him out with so much gear, dude. And it's been like, and it, the, the guys are always like, no, dude, like you don't have to give me all this. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I swear to God, this is so much more fun for me. Like, take this. This is so much more fun for me than, like, killing three more chads and then not having room for their loot and then dying three raids in a row. So, so, so it's like, it's weird. I've been, I've been, like, less motivated to hop on Tarkov, but then with any amount of intentionality, we're having amazing end-of-wipe experiences through VoIP like with any amount of intentionality you can find some even even weird stuff where like you VoIP with people when you're in a fight with them you know what I mean like I killed one dude's friend on woods and he was like die cocksucker and I was like no you and I like peeked him and point fired him and it was just like so fun so so dude, I, I mean that's just the nature of where we were talking about this right before the podcast uh, with chat when people are like, oh, I don't know why everybody's asking for a wipe or, you know, people yeah. are only bored because they rush through the game. And it's like, no, I think a lot of people are bored because the game gives you there's quests. But otherwise, like the game gives you nothing to fucking do. Yeah. Like you have to make your own fun, which is why I think a lot of people make um, do hardcore playthroughs. Yeah, uh, because it's like adding. It's like I I need some focus, some vision, yeah. something some that purpose. isn't just like do my quests because yeah. the quests either suck or you've done them fifteen times, so you just kind of like lose motivation. Um, for sure, we've been talking so much, me and geeks and Valian, so much recently about a prestige system, which we've talked about at length in the podcast. Right? It's not like this visionary idea, but just like. Like, 
how like and, and I was specifically talking about it through the lens of like because one of the things geeks brought up rightly so was like you know what percentage of the player base would would prestige really like it's like it's a very small percentage and I was like that's true but it if it indirectly affects everybody because I was like you know we were talking about like would you rather come up against a level 70 with a mutant and Alton and a slick or a guy with the skill of a level 70 with an SKS and a trooper armor. You know what I mean? It's like that indirectly affects everybody because how many times, you know, maybe not a ton, but how many times have you like gotten the drop on some guy and you shot him in the face, but he had an Alton. So he tanked it. So if yep. that guy that you had the drop on was the same guy, but he didn't have the ability to have the Alton, it indirectly pushes out to everybody and 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 like so i was on the scav talk podcast with giga beef and church recently and we were talking about this and it was like it was like you know how do you how do you make stuff have value long term it's like only just just deleting everybody's account and forcing those things to be value again valuable again only lasts so long right it's like how many times am i going to let you delete my account but it's like, how much longer would the early wipe or even the mid wipe feel if you have all these guys at the top that normally know life it resetting their accounts? Because because exactly what you said, how many of them already either A, delete all their money, B, reset their account, C, do hardcore accounts. It's like, let them do that on their account and give them a cosmetic or a golden dog tag or an armband or all three of those things. You know what I mean? And like people, I think people get so tripped up on like, well, how would they do it? Would they keep the capital or would they keep the skills? Like, I think like that's the lowest on the totem pole. Like you could figure out, you could have him keep the capital, get rid of the capital. You could have him keep some of their soft skills, get rid of some. Skills. It doesn't matter. It's just, it just feels like it would be so good for everybody. You know what I mean? Dude, they need to, they need to just call the chain, call the feature. Don't make it prestige, make it escape. Like you yeah. escape. You hit the button that's like escape, and it's like, are you sure? And then yeah. that player has left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know maybe someone else is coming in the number two, and at that point you get to do the character creation. You pick a bear, you pick the voice, yeah. and it's almost like, hey, I'm out. I'm not going to need my kappa anymore. Yeah, here's my kappa. Good luck in there while you're getting on the helicopter, and they're getting off the helicopter you know what a hundred percent and 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 like i said you could do it a billion different ways where you keep some of the things in the hideout or maybe not or you keep a few soft skills maybe not you start with different stuff whatever but it's like you know think about what people do already just for a cosmetic you know people go crazy over interchange to get the tracksuit. people you know all the craziest barters always for like the twitch rivals armband even though it's such a worthless item because it's purple and it's noticeable. Exactly. It would have to be flashy and obvious. So like giving, a red, bright red with like a fucking hash mark dude, for how many times or whatever. That would be sick. An armband that updated how many times you prestige would be nuts. But then also like a, like just like a top, just like the Adidas tracksuit is just a top and the three stripes are super recognizable. Something that's only prestige. Like people would people would do that like a like somebody was saying like whatever it is on the wrist should be a gold a roller like one of the rollers i was like oh yeah, yeah. that would be so sick you know what i mean doesn't the like, tracksuit have that no he's got gold he's got gold chain bracelets oh um, right, right right dude have you ever seen this is relevant but have you ever seen what is that clipper sunny the tv show with the 
uh, into the Badlands. No, Have you ever seen Into the Badlands? I no, I haven't. I don't. I, I don't even know if it got canceled or whatever, but it's worth <laughs> watching. It's a sick show. It's kind of like this, not so much steampunk. I've seen previews all. for it. It's like an AMC show, right? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I but I don't know if they came out with any seasons. Um, yeah. But uh, it kind of has the same aesthetic as the Book of Eli. Okay. Yeah. Where it's like a, a post-apocalyptic kind of with a lot of like bronze and a mixture of like like there's no guns. But like he's driving a motorcycle, but everybody uses swords, you know, or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. really fucking cool. But all the clippers are basically like assassins that work for these different major. Okay. And they all have, I don't know if they all have them, but I know one of them at one point, the dude takes off his like shirt, his jacket, and his back is covered in like Roman numerals for every kill. And it's like his entire back is covered in like hundreds of Roman numerals. Can you fucking imagine if, like, Dude. on your arm you had a tattoo 100%. or, you know, 100%. just some way of being, like, it should be the number of wipes you've played yeah, um, and, like, the number of times you've prestiged. For sure. Just imagine coming up to somebody and seeing their whole fucking arm just covered in tats. And it's yep. like, oh, shit. Yep. Dude, Black Division, anything black. If it was, like, a Black Division armband, people would lose their minds for Black Division armbands. Like, so it's just one of those things where, like, on one hand, the criticism of a prestige system is like, if I'm saying that I don't want to like that, I don't want the whole game to just be about these quests again. Well, prestiging is basically just doing the quests again, but it's doing it in a way where people can choose. You know what I mean? Where like people, it, it extends the wipe and it just seems like such a low. It seems like such low dev work. You know what I mean? Because like you can already reset your account and it doesn't change the when you're in the game absolutely nothing has changed right it it's just yeah. like it feels like in a weekend you could be like and and it would be cool if you like if you could open the prestige at like level 50 and then at level like 62 if you have kappa you get like a like a certain extra cosmetic because you like, get to keep the kappa yeah, or you know yeah. whatever so it's like so if you if you don't want to grind all the way to 62 to prestige you don't have to but if you do you get something specific like it just seems because then like because like i'm always asking and it's such a small sample size it's not representative of the community but i'm always asking and like people are like yeah new player here level 29 i really am not looking forward to the wipe i feel like i'm just getting used to it and on one hand wipes are good because it, it it kind of allows you to mess up your account and not really care and you get to reset and apply everything that you've learned but at the same time it it allows for an extension of that so i don't know it's just like in in thinking of you, you you had just said something about that where it's like people need a purpose it's like man prestige just seems like such an easy thing and they've talked about it i don't know if it's going to happen I, uh i don't think it's going to happen anytime <clears throat> soon but we'll see dude i mean yeah like they come out with a million cosmetic items they would just you know i'm sure i don't know how they however long they take it must not be that long just considering how they're able to yeah. poop them out like crazy so just make one that you know, or maybe even have the community vote on them or whatever, because they would have to be, you know, like I wouldn't do it for whatever that gold with like the skull armband. Oh, yeah. It, to me, it's just so subtle. Yeah. I would rather have one that would be bright fucking yellow, even if it yeah. would like put me at a disadvantage at nighttime. But it's like it's the same thing as it, the Twitch rivals. It's bright purple, but that's yeah. it's like 
it gives you away, but that's why you do it because you want somebody to know that you're wearing the Twitch Rivals. Yeah, dude, a beard. The first time you do it, you get dude, like a 100%. kind of a small little goatee. The next three or four times, and you've got like a fucking just dude. beastly a beard, a top. Like like the top is super like because then you can have the prestige top with the kappa armband or the prestige top with the untar armband and then you've got like the beard like and all that stuff seems easy and it's just like yeah it would be trivial work for sure trivial work um, and yeah and then it would like like if they announced like tomorrow hey we're adding prestige system right now like th i truly think that like thousands of people would prestige just like tomorrow like and then and then, like, I don't know how that trickles down to, like, maybe people who have stopped playing the game because they keep getting stomped on by chads might come back because they think that there's less, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. They have more of a chance. It's all speculation, and I get that, and it's all subjective. But, like, at the end of the day, this is what we talked about with VoIP. It's the, the reason why I think Prestige is such a no-brainer. It's the same thing we talked about with VoIP. Anything that you can add to the game that only has a net positive impact on a specific amount of players and has no possible way of having a net negative impact on everybody else, that's a win. Like, if you don't want VoIP, you just turn VoIP off and your experience was the same. We, we said that over and over and over again. But a part of the community would enjoy this, and they can add it, and there's no possible way it detracts your experience. And that's the same thing with Prestige. It's like, if you don't want a Prestige, or if you're new to the game, there's no possible way a Prestige mechanic negatively affects you. So... The only reason why they wouldn't do it is if Nikita like doesn't see it in some form in the final game. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's which... wasted development time, even though I still think it would be worth it to do it for a year and then yoink it from the game. It, if, yeah. if it was, you know, if the game's totally different when 1.0 comes out, then yeah, sure, yoink it from the game. But um, but yeah, so I mean, that kind of reminds me of something that I wanted to, to talk about um, that is, I think, very closely related to Tarkov conceptually um and it has you know in the venn diagram a little bit of overlap with with trackmania because i think it's it gave me a totally different perspective on something i've never seen in games mm. before um and that's the idea of community generated content yeah um <clears throat> because i've been working on this little mini documentary about one of the one of the kind of driving disciplines um in the game because there's like dirt tracks and all kinds of mixed surfaces and then there's uh, what i'm doing is full speed which is like you're sitting there at 800 kilometers an hour like yeah you literally don't remove your fucking foot from the gas but anyway something that's like not obvious to people is that there's tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands across the last couple games of of tracks they're all generated by the community the shit you see yeah. me yeah. driving on every day even the stuff with unreal sceneries and all kinds of crazy sh it's all user yeah. generated so the developers can literally not do i mean i i say this all the time and like people in the community meme about like yeah well they haven't done anything you know but like that's like all the tarkov veterans you're yeah, know, complain yeah. about it but the new people are like i don't know what you mean dude there's so much stuff to do but um but they could not do anything, and people would still be playing the game 10 years later because yeah. if you look at Trackmania Nations Forever, the game's more than 10 years old, and there's still tons of people playing yeah. because community-generated content is huge. So 
I don't see, not to mention, yeah, I, I don't know, that kind of thing doesn't necessarily make sense for Tarkov, yeah. but conceptually, I think that could be one of the most powerful things that any game developer... Yeah. The ability to just have some way, and I don't know what it would be for Tarkov, whether or not it was, it's like you can add new gun models to the game or, yeah. or you know, whatever. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know of any way know. to do it. I mean, like, yeah, like it, 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 you look at games like Arma, right? Which are basically built around like the new Arma Reforger basically felt like it was like Arma as like Bohemian Interactive asking the modding community to test their new engine. Cause like Arma yep. Reforger is like a remake of one of their older Arma games. Um, but like on their new engine. And then like half of the presentation was about modding and like how they streamlined modding tools and like gave all sorts of stuff like that. So like people are playing it now, but six months from now, Armory Forger is going to be lit because like the modding community is going to create and they're, they're able to create experiences like whole raids and all sorts of stuff. And it's like conceptually at a 10,000th of you, that would be sick. But like, I just don't, I just can't see Tarkov ever handing over tools like that. To pl to contracts for players pay somebody i'm gonna put up a bounty i'll pay you a million rubles if you can go get me the twitch rivals armband that i need for kappa yeah you accept that contract and then you race to try to fulfill it that'd be kind of sick and all you would need to do i mean it would be kind of like how they fuck it's it's at fucking mad libs dude it's how it's how they basically make the quests today yeah you say the price that you're going to offer, or maybe it can be items, kind of like a flea market thing. Yeah. And then define, is there a specified map? Yes or no. If there is, it's a fucking drop down. Give it a, a you know, almost like a forum post, the title yeah. and the description. Add those two things and then say required and then an item type. Checkbox for found in raid. It's basically the flea market UI. Yeah. But it would create... <laughs> A thing that would just be posted on a list somewhere. Yeah. Think about it. Like, yeah, all the, I can the, think of right now is fetch me shit I need for quests. Yeah. But it's almost like business, <laughs> yeah, like stuff. Yeah, the that the, I think could the be concept of like user generated quests. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, dude, Star Citizen has that like right now. Like Star Citizen, you can, if you're, so like they added unconscious states and like if you go unconscious, you can send out like an emergency medical beacon and you can set like, I will pay uh, mm -hmm. this much if somebody can come revive me. Because when you die, you lose everything you have on you now, similar to Tarkov. So like if you spent all freaking day mining and you've got hours of worth work, work on you. And you're like, you you get hit or you die to dehydration or the atmosphere or something. You're like, oh, geez, I don't want to. So you can like put out a ping or the same thing. Like, right. If you uh, if you're hauling cargo, I go to a place. I spend four million credits on filling my big ship full of cargo. I don't want to get pirated because like right now there's like, pirates. So you can like just put out a beacon and the, everybody on the server gets a notification. And it's like I'm requesting security to just take me from here to here. I'll pay you this much. And you can just accept the beacon and boom, 
So like, there's a little bit. Imagine of that. you die. Imagine you die in dorms. You put up money as a contract for scavs to say, "I died in dorms." Maybe it's a radius. Yeah. It's not the exact place. Go get my shit back. Yeah. And if you're a scav, you can you can accept it. And then you'll spawn in on the map where, just like a scab run today, yeah. and you'll make a beeline for dorms and see if you can find their body and loot them. And then if you can extract with some or all of their gear, maybe they get some cut of the value or you can pay them you yeah. know, whatever and you get your shit back. That would be super interesting for like quest items and stuff like that. Like, or even just like requesting security to go do a quest. I have to kill Sanitar and I want some people to help. You know what I mean? Like I have to be the one to kill Sanitar, but like at least. And if they kill you, you get fucking punished. Yeah. Sorry, if, if you kill them as yeah. a hired person, yeah. then you get fucking punished real bad. You have to pay like a, a fee or something. Yeah. So these are all like, obviously, you know, just one inch deep ideas, but like there's the concept of, player-driven quests, player-driven content, player-driven, just like a, like that has potential for so many different gameplay loops and extending the like reason to just like log on another day and do more stuff. You know what I mean? Like it could be really cool. It could be really cool. Yeah, I mean like, like obviously in like a perfect world, the thought of like allowing, you know, what if we had the you know, the Halo Forge, but for Tarkov, where, like, modding communities could, like, create game modes or create maps and stuff like that. Like, it would be nuts. Or even not even maps. Like, when you think about, like, DayZ, largely, I guess technically, I think, didn't, didn't the second map, Livonia, actually come out of a mod? Most of the mods don't really mess with the map. The map is largely the same. The mods are just, like, now, you know, there's a trader in this one or not, or it's, it's, you know, food is more scarce or it's more readily available. Like, you know, think about, you yeah, know, maps and guns would be like a little bit more, of course, troublesome, but like course. you can go into blender and design new blocks and then literally like script out how they work. Like, yeah, the community has added all these crazy fucking things it would that be... are, are nuts. Imagine going to blender and design a new shirt. Yeah. Yeah, they have car skins that you can customize. Like, yeah, put your own logo on a T-shirt or whatever, right? God, like, there's so much shit that that so they could open. I up. doubt any of that'll ever happen, <laughs> but uh, like that would be that would be sick. Because yeah, when you look at like the two types of games that last a long time, they're games that are highly, highly supported from the developers. Like when you think about a game like Fortnite, Fortnite has been like one of the most played games for a long time now a long long time in the gaming universe like of course you can because take they can make money regularly well and they invest that money right like there are constantly new seasons they've changed the map multiple times there are constantly new guns that rotate in and out like well, even, that's because the even, people can buy into the game right like there's microtransactions oh, yeah. or whatever oh, galore. so that's why trackmania has a monthly fee so yes. it's worth it for them if tarkov stops selling copies exactly. tomorrow they make they're their not going to so support the game and so exactly that. It's like if there's a way to monetize the game continually, uh, yeah, Warframe is another good one. Or even like WoW, right? Like WoW is the classic example. WoW has been the number one MMO for, I mean, since I was a kid. Oh, sorry, yearly fee, not monthly. Uh, since I was a kid, you know what I mean? So like there's like two ways games last. It's like when the game can make money continually and just invest continually 
Or then you look at some of the other games like Daisy has been around for a really long time. Like Rust is not a new game, right? Rust has been around for a really long time. These games not only continue to have a player base, but I'm pretty sure in the year 2021 or 2022, Daisy had its all time high player count. Like these games not only just last, they also thrive and grow. And that's because those games don't have a recurring revenue, but they give the player the power to create experiences in some way, shape, or form. Yep. Um, and then you have, and then something in the middle, I would call almost is like something like Warzone. Like Warzone is, uh, I guess, like, I guess like that stuff, once again, it's freemium. So it's a lot of different stuff, but like largely battle royales, there's not like expansions. Like WoW has like new content or like a new raid, a new thing that can be grinded over and over again. Like for the most part, battle royales, it's just the core gameplay loop is so engaging that if they can just keep you strung along with like every two years they change the map and every month there's new skins or whatever, like you're invested. Yeah. So like, I, like that's almost kind of where I feel like Tarkov will land because they're I don't think they're going to try and overly monetize. I don't think they're going to give the players modding. I think that what they're going to try to do is just make the core gameplay loop so engaging that it lasts. But I've, I've actually considered that before where it's like, what is the long-term future of Tarkov if they're not going to continue to monetize it, and if they're not going to give players that much control, if they, yeah, if how, they it how like long it was could today, it last? Yeah, if they oh, released it like it is today, I think they would have eighty percent of the player base after six months would fuck off elsewhere. They would have new people trickling in every now yeah. and then, and there'd be no. I but, agree. If they announced, if they announced like this is one and we're not doing any more wipes ever, I think six to eight months from now it would be, you know. Exactly, like you said. So now we know that this and that's not how they want to do it. We don't necessarily know what their current goals and plans are around things like open world, map to map travel, that what what their end game is for the economy. We but that's almost scary. Is like we don't know those things. I don't see them yeah. giving us modding support, and they're they've been very vocally against. Now, and, and then on, on the other hand as well is like not every game wants to last. So, you know, like The Last of Us, there was no plan to like, we want this people to be playing this game, you know, we don't grow our player base month over month for 10 years. That was just like a game and you played it and it was fun. But this is like, this game has been in active development for like four years with people playing it. There's tons of hype. Every time there's a wipe, they're, they're crushing records. There's hundreds of thousands of people. And, and it, it really does make me wonder if they've thought about it and what their thoughts are about like, how do you keep this game going even medium term without monetizing it, which gives you a reason to continue to develop or giving the player the ability to develop. I don't know. This is the first time I've ever said this before. And part of it makes me sad, but if the game wiped tomorrow, I don't think I'd play. If it wiped tomorrow, you wouldn't play. Maybe in a month. Yeah. And it, and well, and it also depends what comes, because right? I, because I am... I mean, sure. If it was some massive thing... I, yeah. No, I don't even... I don't even know. I can't I think mean, of anything that would... If Streets came tomorrow, you'd want to check out Streets of Tarkov. Maybe. May, well, dude, maybe you're down... Maybe maybe you're down worse than I thought. <laughs> no, I, the thing is... <laughs> yeah. It's not... It's not a negative towards Tarkov. Yeah. I've just kind of fallen in love with something new. Which makes total sense, yeah. You know, like, I'd never have dreamt about Tarkov 
and I've only played Trackmania for like seven weeks, and I the last two nights I've had Trackmania related. Really, um, dude, that's sick though. Like that's that's dope. That's a that's a that's a good thing. Like that's a and, positive. And, and thing. I get it. I get so excited, and I say that all the time because I get people that come into chat. They're like, "Oh, you're done with Tarkov forever," yeah. and it's like, "No," but I just tell them that I'm really fucking excited to make content and mm -hmm. to get better and whatever and the community is so fucking awesome and almost unanimously i'd say 95 percent of the responses i get is wow that's really sad it's like not for me yeah like, i'm happy for the first time yep yeah and it's it's so weird how like they think they think something is bad for you based on how they view your career. It's like it's not even through the lens of their own career. Like they think that you're playing a game you love, but at less numbers. So you must be down bad financially. You're probably going to be homeless soon, but uh, you're having fun. So yeah, you're going to be homeless, but be having fun. Like that's pretty sad. It's like they don't even know what. Like, they're looking at it through such a distorted lens. You know what I mean? Only it's the like, toxic people think about money. Yeah. Like, the dude who came in and was like, wow, you're, you're fucking hit rock, rock bottom. Rock bottom, dude. Yeah, it's like... Uh, but, but, like, no, I think they think it's sad because they see it like their parents got divorced. And it's like, yeah. Tarkov is their mommy and I'm the daddy. A hundred percent. Because that it's also sad. When, like, when I'm playing Tarkov, people, like, messages are like, you have to be tired of this game. You know, it's sad that you have to keep playing to survive. Yeah. And it's like, so it's sad if I keep playing the game because I've got thousands of hours, but it's also sad if, well, you can't make a living off Tarkov anymore, so you have to play Trackmania. That's pretty sad. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. But then, it's weird, yeah. bro. <laughs> like, I don't... It, it, yeah. Especially from, like... I'm I'm a little jaded with this stuff because just because I have been like not burned but have had so many weird interactions and whatever where where people who I've never seen before sometimes it's their first time chatting have this weird seemingly disingenuous I'm sure lots of them are genu are genuine but like this weird concern where it's like what. Dude, you look like really depressed. Oh I'm God, concerned yeah. about you. It's like I don't fucking know you. Like, don't say dumb yeah. shit like that. You know? Imagine a str you pull up to fucking Subway to grab your food, and the person behind the counter you've never seen before, and they're like, "Wow, you put on weight, or are you Dude, sick, or whatever?" It's like, "Fuck actually, you!" Like, I slap you in the mouth. Yeah, like, and, and a better a better analogy for that is to take it one step further, because these people in chat aren't necessarily people we've never met before. But they're people we've never experienced real life with. So uh, what what I love, take that analogy. Imagine you went to Subway every week for like four years and you get the same guy. And so it's like you we you both enjoy seeing each other. It's like, oh hey, what's up, Steve? But you also know you don't know each other at all. And when that guy, like if a random person was like, you look tired, you can't, you're like, you're rude, but whatever. But when like a guy that you know, but you know you don't know is like, have you been putting on weight? And all of a sudden, it's like even more offensive because it's like, you know, you don't know me because you make my sandwich every day, bro. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like a guy on the bus sees you and your wife every morning going to work and she's homesick the next Monday. And she's like, oh, shit, marital problems. Yeah, like, you get the you, Yeah, dude. dude, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But, so it's like it's almost and they're weirder. Like that. they're concerned for you. Yeah. 
it's weirder that they're in chat all the time and then they think that it's like I did I get that all the time. It's like I don't even respond because people went I I, just, I don't know why. It's just like when people are like you look tired, bro. Like are you and, okay? and the hard and the hard like, part is shut up. <laughs> the hard part is that like a lot of those folks are actually genuine. Uh-huh. Yeah. They just don't realize how weird how the weird, interaction yeah. is from our perspective. Yeah. When it's like if if one of my subscribers for 3 years and it's not because they pay money but it's like I know their name. They've been here for years. Yeah. When they send me a message and say, you know, they're concerned or whatever, that's different yes. than first time chatter. Hey, dude, like if you, you know, is everything okay? You know, your numbers are down and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, but like again, some of them are actually being genuine. For but sure. this is almost this is almost like less of me complaining and more almost like a call uh, uh some advice like for those yeah. of you who are genuine who are youtube commenters or twitch chatters or whatever just try to try to empathize with what it's like to see yeah. thousands and thousands of people every week and to have you don't know where what someone's feeling what they're thinking or why they're doing what they're doing and maybe it's not even streamers. Maybe it's just anyone online. Maybe it's yeah. your fucking boss at work or whatever. Just like be more careful about what the <laughs> fuck you say to people and in what situations. Cause yeah. it's a hundred percent. It's interesting. And, and exactly that. It's like w some of these people truly do come from a place of it's being genuine. And I trust that it's just that over the internet, there's like, there's, there's like a gray area in between. Like you said, somebody like, you know, one of my mods, I've never met Dart Runner. I've never met Reverse, but they have like their mods because they've been with me from the beginning. They've been in for years. We talk all the time. They help me out. If one of them messaged me and was like, hey, like it's you've been looking down. Like, I just want to make sure everything's OK. Like they, they know like that would be like totally fine. And, and then, they know what's going on with you. They know exactly. you. Yeah, yeah. And then below that, you've got totally inappropriate, which is like first time chatter. And they're like, oh, you suck. I hate you. Like, why don't you play this game? But there's a gray area in between where it's just physically impossible for the streamer to know what's happening in this gray area. Are you trolling me? Are you being genuine? Have you been lurking here for years and I just didn't know? And you're like, I don't know. And so Dude, why is your viewer count? I don't so know like, how to happened? react to this. And so just assume that every reaction possible has been had. You might just like... I might be frustrated that day and I react negatively to you and you're like, this guy's a dick to his new viewers. It's like, actually, yesterday, some dude asked a question and he was totally trolling me and I answered him seriously and then we had to ban the guy. It's like, it's just an ever evolving thing where you can almost never pick the right reaction because you, it's just all in this gray area where we have no idea. We have no idea. Yep. Yeah. So how depressed are you though that uh, you have to stream <laughs> Drag Mania? Oh my god! Yeah, I know, uh, it, dude. It's it. I would much rather make you know slightly more money playing a game that makes me miserable, in which the community <laughs> is is um, obviously not. I I hate that I have to caveat this because when I say the community, I don't mean the whole community. I just mean like in general the yeah. the the lowest lowest of lows can dominate. Yeah. You know, especially on your worst days, it's yeah, dude. I was playing, like I said, I've been playing Trackmania for the last probably four or five weeks, almost full time. Um, and I play competitive, 
3v3 and there's chat back and forth and i've had exactly two people talk shit <laughs> yeah and everybody else has been like gg nice try like the community is the way that the tarkov community used to be yeah um but then i was also streaming for fucking 14 hours i think it was yesterday Jeez. and someone was like hey dude i know you're not playing tarkov but can i ask you a question and they asked me a question and i was basically like it was about like cheaters in tarkov and i was basically like and about software related stuff mm. um and i just laid it out for him i'm like bro here's the way it is like you know someone was saying like oh, it's impossible to have a radar or whatever it was and i'm like okay dude like yeah here's my you know you don't want to you don't want to listen to what i'm saying i was like fine dude believe what you want yep and then three people commented with two of them had eft in their name <laughs> and and were like wow you're such a miserable depressed piece of shit like i'm like I've been playing this game for a month and I've not had a single bad thing. Yeah. And in the six minutes I've talked about Tarkov, the trolls come out of the woodwork. And yep. so it's like, fuck, dude. Like, I'm, yep. it makes me more glad that I'm in a different category because I need a fucking break. Yep. I get it. I and really I'm coming do. out with my first, my first Trackmania video, 52 minutes long, dude. either tomorrow or on Saturday. And it's fucking amazing. It's I'm epic. excited. I can't yeah, fucking dude. I can't fucking wait, but um, but yeah, yeah. Enough about Trackmania because I can read the comments fucking already. No, yeah, dude, I don't screw the I don't care about that. I love I love talking about stuff because I want to talk about Star Citizen later. So freaking screw. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tarkov's been Tarkov's been whatever. Um, there's been oh yeah, I wrote this down, dude. I had the craziest experience. So like geeks or somebody was asking me the other day, like, have you, somebody that took a break from Tarkov asked the question, have you noticed any more like rage cheaters? Because like in theory, if RMT has affected people who bought cheats are just like, so now they're just like killing people. And I was like, not really, but I did dude. the other day we were playing reserve. And I don't know if this was a combination of cheats and bugs, but the dude was cheating <laughs> and he was like, me and me and Valiant were underground in reserve, right? And we're moving around, and all of a sudden, the game goes completely black, and a, the little flashbang thing comes up. And me and Valiant both got hard flashes. There was no audio, no grenade pull, no tink tink tink. I've had that before. Boom! Exactly. So I was like, Once maybe that before. was an audio bug. But like, how startling is that? She's like, and I was like, Valiant, I'm blind. And he was like, me too. And then Valiant was getting hatcheted in the leg. He was like. Whoosh. And he was like, I can't see him. I can't see him. And then he ran around and our vision came back and there was nobody. And he kept getting hatcheted in the leg. And and so Valiant was like, overboy, was like, there's a cheater. There's a cheater. And then we started hearing through the walls, the grenade pulls of flashbangs. And it was just flashbangs, flashbangs. And we had a, we had previously adopted a guy in reserve. So we were yelling over Voip like, there's a demon. And so we ran all the way to D2. And we were, so we ran from underground. We ran all the way down to the D2 bunker. Okay. Was he getting hatcheted all that time? No. We, we, so we thought we ran away from him. We were, we were like, run, run, run. We went all the way down to D2. And then like we got to D2 and, and, uh, Valiant found like, a the COFDM thing. And he was like, yo, and he was trying to give it to the guy. He was like, come on, yo, take this, take this, take this. And he was like, oh, I don't have flea market yet. And we were like laughing and laughing. And then we heard chink. Boom. All of us flashed again. We were like, what the hell? 
Oh, so we like ran out of D2 and then we started hearing the hatchet sound again. So then we ran back to D2 and through the walls, I hear, hey, Jesse, love the content. And I was like, oh my God, we were like freaking out, dude. And he just let us go and out of D2. He was talking to us through the walls. We never saw this dude. Dude, you know what? All the, the, the wall it hackers. It was crazy. And, dude, all the wall hackers and aimbotters and whatever, that's the content, the community generated content. <laughs> <laughs> but it There's was your community generated content. You're modding community. Dude, he could he didn't kill any of us, so we couldn't report him. It was so weird, bro. It was so weird. Dude, you gotta in like three seconds open up your thing I know and what, like report. We, we should have we didn't think about it. The guy was voiping, Valiant was voiping, I was voiping. We were freaking hearing hatchets and flashbangs. He must have thrown eight flashbangs at us, dude. It, but even then, it's gonna go in the bottom drawer for VoIP yeah, reports, 100%. and and they're not, you know, they're not gonna detect that they're cheating or whatever. So. Dude, it was the craziest thing. He didn't want to kill us. He was just trying to get a laugh. And I mean, it was low key hilarious. Like afterwards, we were laughing. But it was, it was like Banana Man and Wadu yeah. with Trout <laughs> back in the day. They were breaking. Trout got banned from the game yeah. because he was teaming. But the fucking clip. Where yeah. he's in the car with Banana Man, drives off the cliff, and you hear, no! <laughs> you, have, you, have you seen that clip? Uh-uh. Oh, dude, it's the greatest. Banana Man is in the passenger seat. Shroud's in the driver's seat. And he's like, hey, Shroud, you know, well, what's up? And he's rolling through, drives up to, like, full speed off of a cliff. And at the last moment, he jumps out of the car, and you literally oh. hear via VoIP, no! As he goes <laughs> flying up. Shroud, why? And it was like... That was some of the best content ever. Yeah. Yeah. So it was super weird. It was super weird. Other than that, I haven't been coming across too many cheaters, at least ones that I've known about. But like that was some S tier, S tier content. It was a crazy yeah. thing. I didn't even know. I didn't even know you could like, I don't know where he was. He wasn't like flying through the walls he was just like not in the map he was like he opened up his console and said player dot alpha equals zero and yeah dude he was just gone dude and velian was like screaming at the top of his lungs it was so funny but it was also terrifying so did you want to yay nay we i we... i just truly don't know anything about it other I know a decent that, amount. Other than that sentence, I know. Like I know I, a decent amount. Okay. I, well, if, um, if you think there's relevant discussion, I'm down. I just ca I heard tweets about it. I read, saw a tweet longer. I read the first three sentences and was like, "Oh, I don't care about this." And then I just moved on. Yeah, I mean, I part. Of, I don't. I don't know. It's not gonna like bring much new to the tape. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just worth mentioning yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about real quick. So there was a, and I'm not even lying. I don't remember the name. I, so yeah, I'm, me either. I, and even if I did, I, I wouldn't say it. Like, feel free to go to Tarkov Twitter and you'll yeah. fucking find it, I'm sure. Um, but there was a streamer, I don't think that big, that effectively admitted to cheating using a radar. Um, and I, th I think it was one of those you're about to get outed so you come and apologize oh, preemptively okay. to make it seem like uh, and you know what the funny part is is that i pull up twitter and i hear i see you might like and it's intel like to follow yeah 
another person and then that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, he's getting a lot but, of traction um, on his Twitter. So they were like, yeah. <laughs> speaking of traction, uh, uh? the, the track suit was the reason yeah. this person alleged that they had been using the radar. It was only Previously. to find Killa. Yeah. Um, it I think he said for like six wipes or something, but I, I don't know how long it was or six months. Fuck, I don't know. But anyway, um, it was just like huge drama for a while. And the reason why it was relevant to me, I don't know if you saw my tweet or any of my retweets or anything about it, but I had tweeted like, this is fucking disappointing because yeah. I'm like, I recognize that name. And I went through my Discord messages and pulled oh, it up. I did see this. And it was October of 2020. I just this is a message from him. I just wanted to say thank you for the raid. It boosted me, it boosted me to affiliate. Means a lot. You have no idea how grateful I am. And I was like, fuck yeah, GG's. Let me know if there's anything I can do. Like it was one of the times yeah. where I had the uh, the opportunity and was able to like go out of my way to like yeah. I, I shouted them out in a, my fucking video. Um, yeah. One of my videos, I, I think it might have been a getting Tarkov video. So one of the ones with six figure, you know, yeah. views. Um, even had a friend that was like, dude, my friend is a really huge fan of the podcast. He would love it if you just said hey to him. And I got his name and I talked to him on Discord. And it was like, it was just a kind of a fucking Debbie Downer. A bunch yeah. of people were like, dude, it's not your fault. Like, don't feel bad. I'm like, no, I don't fucking. Yeah, I don't, you I, don't feel bad. It's I don't just feel disappointing. bad. It, yeah. You know, it's just like when you when you pay your the guy, the kid who mows your lawn, you know, yes. three times, three times a normal thing. And then you find out he's been stealing from your garage. You know, it's exactly. like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Um, yep. But uh yeah, and it's like, and it's hard because on one hand, it's like if you are cheating, you know what I mean, like, because I didn't know that. I didn't know that, it, oh, and I don't know if it's true. Where it's like he did it because he knew he was gonna get caught, so he got out ahead of it. It's like admitting to it is the best thing, right? If you mess up, admitting to it, you know what I mean, like instead of trying to cover it up for forever is the right thing to do. But it's like at the same time, you have to understand that by admitting to it, you're also admitting that like, well, I can't trust you anymore to a certain extent, right? Like. If you say yeah, but, I was only cheating for this reason, I was only using it for Killa, it's like, well, bullshit. Would you yeah. turn off other players and you never use that information exactly. and blah, blah, blah. And three and days ago, if I had asked you if you're cheating, you would have said no. So now that I know that you are cheating, it's like, it's, I'm glad that we know now, but I also now I'm not going to trust you at all. If you're saying like, I never used it for players. I didn't use it for the tournament. Like I was only in the Discord oh, for the yeah, track so suit. It's like, it was that he was in a tournament for real money. Um, yeah. And then he said, it, it, what he actually said is, it came to light recently that people think I am a cheater due to evidence surfacing of my use of radar. Because in a Discord, he he used his main account in a Discord, and people screenshotted like, yo, is the radar down? Like, it's not working for me. And and this was like a couple weeks ago. He was in a actually exactly one week ago. He was in a fucking I think an evasion tournament. Oh, and the reason why this came across my desk is because he messaged me and was like, "I need to get in contact with like the moderators of Evasion who ran the tournament." Okay. And I and I gave the information because all my history with him was 
me cool. yeah. going out of my way to help him and him being thankful for it for years. Yeah. And then I, you know, sent the information over and the person I talked to was like, oh, yeah, this fucking kid just got found out for cheating. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, you get me involved in this now, telling me to yeah. be like a middleman between you and the. Yeah. So anyway, it was just fucking disappointing, dude. Um, it, It's come to light that people think I'm cheating for my use of radar. <laughs> what a great sentence. And it was even worse in that it was a half apology with the justification that yes. was almost bullshit. And then all of the comments and all of his responses to everything was like, fuck you, nerd. You're mad about pixels. Like, so yeah. it was really the worst kind of response ever. Like, it's not the way he even commented on my thing. And he was like, sorry, I let you down. I was like, don't fucking apologize to me. Man up. Take the L. Yeah. Like, take responsibility for what you did. People make mistakes. It's not the fucking end of the world. You cheated in a video game. It's shameful, but it's not like yeah. you murdered someone. Yeah. Move on. Get over it. Never do it again. Learn from it and fucking own it. Yeah. You know, that's the lesson here. Yep. Nobody needs to harass him. Nobody needs like, to. His streaming career is already fucked enough. Like, just, yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's like, it, yeah, dude, it's it's a, it's the worst thing on both ends. I did, like... Like, I see, like, little microcosms of that all the time in chat when, like, some dude is kind of, like, short or a little argumentative. And then, like, people in my chat are like, hey, dick, why don't you get out of here and never come back, you you filthy sack of... And it's like, whoa, like, your reaction to his dick thing is a dick thing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. so when it's like, when, when the reaction to the bad thing is as bad almost or like as bad in a different way as the bad thing it's just like this kind of eye roll all over it's like man nothing productive is happening here you know what i mean and that's frustrating in its own right you um, set it off a car bomb and i nuke you yeah and then you nuke me and now the world's gone you yeah know, like. exactly it's so um so yeah i saw that it's exactly that it's like it's really bad but it's not that bad like, you know what I mean? Like, if your whole world is Tarkov, it's the worst possible thing. If you've ever gotten up from your computer and experienced other human beings, it's it's just like, let's move on. You know what I mean? It's like, it's all about perspective. It's like, it's just like, let's move on. It, it kind of reminds me of the whole seven days of, or ten days of, twelve days of Christmas DMCA thing. Oh with my and that God, song. yeah. I remember going into chat, and it was like the dude went from having 20 daily viewers yeah. to having 300 all basically saying you're the biggest piece of shit in the world. Yeah. I fucking hope you die in a fire. You know, and it's like, God, hundred percent. Like, you, you, that reaction is what makes people look. It's what makes the people on the other side often get defensive and double down. Yeah. You know, if everybody was just like, I'm fucking disappointed in you and you know, whatever. And then moved on, then there were, you're not going to be like, well, I didn't actually fucking. You're only going to do that when people are like, you're the worst thing I've ever fucking seen. Then you're going to be like, well, it's not that bad. 100%. It's just pixels. Yeah. So anyway, wanted to get that out of the way. For sure. Uh, For sure. No need to dwell on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just whatever. Just don't be a dick on both sides. Don't cheat and don't overreact. Just be okay. Um, in other. Tarkov related news um Papa Nikita has been tweeting which is a dangerous thing no I'm just kidding um well I guess first of all I didn't even put this on the thing 
But like, uh, so the Summer Games Fest, is that what it's called? I think is happening June 9th. And uh, do you remember like last year, BSG came and was a part and there was like a 20 minute interview with Nikita and that that's when they showed us the cost of Concordia um, <laughs> trailer uh, for streets. Mm-hmm. And it was like that whole new and it, it was like, oh, this is sick. And they did a little 20 minute interview with Nikita. And, and it was like that was it. Like it wasn't like two hour thing feature, but they were at the Summer Games Fest. And uh, by the way, that was 11 months ago. We got that trailer for streets where they said it's done <laughs> um, is that when you were like it's going to be yes. next weekend i know it i was i said i said streets this year for sure i'm, I'm planting my foot on it and then but then right after that episode aired nikita did they did a talk off tv live where they're like it's going to be next year we're doing lighthouse first anyways wah, wah, wah. um anyways so the summer games fest like tweeted out they were like only like 14 more days until the summer games fest and then the official escape from Tarkov Twitter commented something. It was like the shaky eyeballs or whatever. So I'm imagining that we're going to get some sort of similar thing. Like, I don't think people's expectation of it should be any sort of like concrete info because like they would just do like if they wanted, if he wanted to talk to the already Tarkov community, he would just do a podcast. Like I'm assuming that this is more of like a marketing. This is like a wide thing. This is the summer games fest, you know, hundreds of thousands of people watch it. It's like, it's probably going to be, another streets trailer and an interview with Nikita where he's going to more talk about it from a surface level. If you've never played Tarkov before and not talk about it, but it's cool at the same time that we might get a little something. And then, uh, yesterday, uh, Nikita tweeted and he was just like Tarkov TV next week, maybe question mark. And that's what I want. I have no really, I, I don't like care what it's about. If they're like lighthouse expansion, wipe streets, I don't care. I've just been, I just exactly, I'm just like, that's where I'm at. It's like we, whether they intentionally did it or not, they hardcore blue balled us with the like, we're taking the traders away and then we're taking the flea market away and we're extorting you for a trillion rubles and it's all culminating to absolutely nothing. Have fun in Tarkov for a few weeks with some random events. And, and, and we're now we're officially like close to the six month part of the wipe. So I don't care anymore what it is, but I was just excited. I just want the Tarkov team. I want the two hour Nikita info dump. I want to know, you know what I mean, what's happening. So that Dude, was exciting. Well, what if there's seven streamers all asking, yeah, when are you going to add the uh, fucking dude. P90XL to the game? And I'm glad, dude, they haven't done, like, have you noticed it's been a, like, it's been like a proper year and a half or so since they've done that type of podcast. Like, all the recent ones have just been them in their office talking, which is so much better. It's been a while mm-hmm. since they've done the like seven streamer roundtable. Why do I feel like they did one more recently than than that? They've they're they're breaking those off and they're doing like the Sherpas do a podcast and like the emissaries do a podcast and like every once in a while Nikita will drop in. Oh, maybe that's but, maybe that's what it was. But those are like largely driven by the emissary or the Sherpa program, and then like he might drop in and ask, get asked a few questions and then peace. Yeah. So I like this a lot better, especially the most recent one they did where they were like, they were like, yeah, we're going to add the Rhino. And then it was like a stinger transition. And then it was an already preloaded video of the Rhino and not like Demirka trying to run around finding something to shoot with the not Rhino. Not Nikita clicking through yeah. his fucking 
dude, the old system. school Nikki leaks where he literally would like share his desktop and like double click on folders. Well, wait, didn't he? Wasn't that the good old days, bro? Wasn't that basically like we want to get into more detail on this stuff, but not today? Like, I'm assuming that the Tarkov TV is going to be a bigger extension. I yes. So the last that. podcast they did, which was about two months ago now, it was 45 minutes long, and he was yeah. like, "There was a lot more we wanted to talk about that we can't." There's going to be more details later. So I do think this one is going to be a pretty meaty one, especially since the next tweet he tweeted, actually the next tweet he tweeted was just the words broken English bear voice. So, I mean, that's cool. That's what we've all wanted for a while, but that was always weird. Anyways, though, I'm especially excited for the Tarkov TV podcast because then today he tweeted the most asked question, when is streets coming out? It's being done. We hope to see first iteration before autumn. Right now, performance is crucial point. I don't know what performance is crucial point means. Is it at a crucial point? Is it? Un is it? No, I think right now, like they need to focus on it because performance. Yeah, it's probably not great, which is understandable. A anyways, it, that was just interesting to me. Tarkov TV next week, maybe everyone was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," and he's like, "The most asked question is streets. When is it coming out?" And he gave like a date, bro. It's been so. He was like. We wanted out the first iteration out before autumn. So I, once again, I'm not, I'm sucking the copium pretty hard because I just rather live my life that way, but I'm not sucking it so hard that it's like, you know, September, the summer solstice happens and it's like, oh my God, you haven't released it. Like, no, autumn means winter and winter probably means next year. But yeah. what interests me more than the date is the willingness for Nikita to tweet a date. Does that make sense? So like he tweets out a date. That's more significant. Yes. And I actually don't care about the date. What's interesting to me is that the weathered Nikita that we have seven years into this, after all the, like he's become so weathered to the community. He went from giving a date to giving a more vague date to never saying anything to now it's like. And to for that guy, the weathered developer that's been through so much stuff, people have accused him of the most salacious things. And he's basically gone, not into hiding, but he stopped giving dates because of that. For that guy to tweet unprompted by an interview, we want the first iteration out by this date. That's what's interesting to me. So I'm yeah, in very software, interested when you do that, at this podcast. In software, when you do that, assuming you're not one of the people that always over delivers and underperforms. Yeah. Um, if you say it's going to be on the 30th, then you are comfortable, comfortably confident you'll be done with it on the 10th. Yeah. Because you're giving yourself tons of wiggle room because yeah. you know a million things can come up that'll push it back. So that makes me think like they're closer. Yeah, it, yeah. it at least makes that it, it it makes streets being closer than we think from like an, a not plausible thing to a plausible thing. It doesn't mean it's happening, but it's like that's actually interestingly plausible. So we were talking today about how, like, there's a few ways they could do this. Like, you know, there's the nice guy, Sons of Soon. We get a wipe in, like, the beginning of July, and it's Streets and the Lighthouse expansion. And it's, mm -hmm. like, the, you know, full tinfoil hat culty. Um, I think there's a universe where we also get, like, the Lighthouse expansion in the next, like, few weeks, like, in June. And that... Without a wipe and that, you know, it, from what BSG would think would hold us over. And this is actually like a really long wipe. And in like July or August, we get a wipe with streets. 
And then I've also heard people think the opposite because apparently, I don't know this to be true, but I, I, uh, Airwing, I was talking to Airwing Marine about this on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen any of his YouTube videos. If you haven't, not recently, Airwing Marine is actually great. Like some of the best, like econ economy, flea market. Yeah. So like go check out Airwing Marine. But I was talking to him on Twitter today and he was like, he was saying, he's like, I could have sworn. He's like, I have it written down in my notes that a podcast like a year and a half ago, Nikita mentioned something about wanting to be able to introduce streets without a wipe. That doesn't seem to make sense to me, but I, all that to say that there's a, there's a version of that flipping too, where maybe we get a wipe in six weeks with the lighthouse expansion. And then a few months into the wipe, they drop streets, which yeah. makes less sense to me, but not no sense because it would be interesting because my biggest thing is I want to be able to enjoy streets without have, I want to be able to enjoy new maps without having to do my early game quests, but wanting to wipe with a map also makes sense, especially streets. Cause from a PR thing, right? Like streets, yeah, is, yeah. streets is going to be one of the biggest things to ever happen to this game outside of 1.0. Like, you know, shroud will be back for streets. You know, summit will be back for streets. You know, the dock will be back for streets. Like wipe is free advertising. Exactly. And so, but not even a wipe. If streets happens, all these people come back, it's going to be advertisement. Advertisement means the sale of new games. If, like if they drop streets right now and we had a flood of new players, that would feel almost kind of gross with like all the veterans with 200 million rubles and then like 100,000 new players just getting stomped. So it makes at least a little bit of sense that if it like wiped in June and then in August, two months into the wipe, streets came. So it was like if you play a lot, you can like go experience streets and you're not super worried about quests. But we're, yeah. we're not so far into the wipe that it's like an absolute just wash for everybody else. It does, regardless of any of that, it just like those things posed an interesting, like it was just interesting to like uh, think about and theorycraft about where he was like, hey, we want to do a podcast next week. And everyone was like, oh, sick. And then he was like, hey, we want streets out by the end of the summer. And everyone was like, whoa, what does that mean for a wipe? Wipe soon, wipe later. Does, does, before autumn really mean December 31st or someone did say in chat he never said which autumn <laughs> <laughs> that's like Russian that's a good point Russian autumn you know what I mean that's a good um, point so it's like and that's what makes it like exciting to get news but confusing because like you said it, it could literally be that like they have streets ready but they're projecting because they want wiggle room or it could mean he's talking out of his butt and like autumn really means like spring of next year and anything in between that is possible so don't you know suck on the copium a little bit if you're listening to this but not too much you know what i mean i don't know yeah but it was just exciting once again like i i, I hold all my opinions so much more loosely than people think like it's just like oh whatever like if something doesn't happen whatever the big thing is just that he's tweeting out stuff like that unprompted and we're hopefully getting more information next week and that's what's exciting you know Yep. Thursday. Yeah. Aut Streets. Thursday and autumn. I guarantee you it's going to be before or after a Thursday in autumn. Yeah, definitely. Before or after a Thursday in autumn of a year sometime between this year and 2027. Well, don't put a year on it. <laughs> yeah. Don't put a year on it. Um... 
So that's like the Tarkov news. The event ended. We had Raiders on Lighthouse. So we had Raiders and Rogues. We talked about that last week. That event ended with another little lore thing. All these lore things have been connected. This is what makes this wipe interesting is they've done events before, but they've never done seven events that were all lore connected. Like they've been looking for this phone for like a month now where like every event is like, Tagilla is here because the Raiders came to factory to look for Rizzy, which has the phone. And then the next event is like, Rizzy's like, I escaped and I'm at Lighthouse because I'm trying to sell the phone to the rogues. And then the next event was like, the rogues sold him out to the Raiders. So the Raiders are coming to get the phone. I escaped and I'm on Woods now. And it's been like a month and a half of like everyone in Tarkov chasing down this guy, Rizzy, who has a phone and we don't know what's on the phone. So like, that's a, that's really interesting this has come up so many times and nobody knows what the phone is or why the Raiders want it so bad, why they're chasing him around. So I don't know Weird. if like, I don't know. <laughs> the phone has Nikita's nudes. Um, the, the, oh God. So I don't know if like, uh, I don't know if the, whatever happens next, the patch or a wipe or streets or lighthouse or the summer games fest. I don't know if any of that's going to be connected, but it's kind of cool. I still like, huh. it. I still like the lore stuff. <laughs> Um, I was just I was watching uh, a few videos, um, some news videos, a few one peg videos, uh, just yeah. to like like podcast is coming up. I was eating food. Might as well. Uh, might as well watch, you know, to get up to date. And literally, as he was explaining some of the lore stuff, I, I didn't hear him like preface anything. I was like talking to chat. And then all of a sudden he was like, and then fucking glizzy and grizzy <laughs> and fucking whatever, you know, and. And I was like, who are all these streamers he's talking about? <laughs> like, I had no idea. It was like he was telling yeah. this crazy story. I'm like, yo, is this like like global war news that's happening right now? Yeah. Like this person's <laughs> looking for somebody else and the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So it's cool, man. It's uh, it's cool. Dude, we'll see. We will see big time. Um. Oh, so like we don't have to get into into this because we always get into this. I mean, we can. I don't care. We're we're an hour in. Um, flea market stuff. So they've ca they're continuing to double down a little bit on the RMT stuff. The uh, the LBT rigs, which are the rigs that like if you were to try and put one in your stash, it's three by three, so it's like the size of a gamma. And when you mm -hmm. open it, it's got two two by twos so you can put two helmets in it's got four magazine slots and i think four single slots and so like what like the labs gamers will do sometimes is they'll bring four of them in a raid backpack because you get so much space and the two by twos mean you can just like stack helmets and helmets and helmets and helmets well now mm. you can only have two of those on you so if you're wearing one you can pick one up but then if you come across a raider with one you can't put another one you can't pick another one up and uh and Wait, even if it's found in raid yeah you just like can't have more than why this on you i don't know dude it be well because if you're gonna do rmt well, just tell the other guy to well it's not it I, it's not that people are buying the backpacks it's people are are buy, buying those it's that people the rmtiers i think the thought here is that rmtiers are now having to sell more items because they can't sell more less valuable items because they can't sell really valuable items. So they need more space. So they're bringing in all these so they can like fit all the like, oh, you bought these G GPUs and this and that and this and that and this and that. And so like they're trying to stop that. And is this just like 
I, I don't remember the backpack sizes. Is uh, is there like a backpack that is one row smaller that is still infinitely? I don't know. Available. Uh, no, well, there was like, one that like did. There was one backpack that none of the rules applied to. You could stack as many of them as you want. It was super weird. They fixed that, so all the backpacks. It's one same. Somebody, somebody, a geeks mentioned this today, or Valian did. That like if you're if you know how you need two pilgrims for so it good you need pilgrims found in raid yeah yeah you can only have one pilgrim on you so if you if you had a non found in raid pilgrim that you brought into a woods raid and then you killed a scav that had a pilgrim and you were like yes this is the found in raid pilgrim I need you couldn't bring it you have to like ditch your pilgrim and get the find like it's just it's like more and more it's growing more and more convoluted and. Yeah, and did they change all the limits on like a bunch of the streamer items too? Yes, which yes, because they were high single slot high... value. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's kind of exactly. I I hate to say it, but it it seems to be exactly what I was saying, which is just they're moving the goalpost further and further and further back until. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to take anything and raid with you, and you're not gonna be able to fucking have more than one of anything, and then you're not gonna. Yeah. Which is just going to change, like, oh, the scav junk box is now fucking useless. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yep. And like, and and that, that I'm seeing that same thing with the flea market, too. Like, right now, okay, maybe not right this moment, but the last time I sold a GPU on the flea market, which was like yesterday, I sold it on the flea market, and then I went, wait, and I had another one in my stash that wasn't found in raid. And I sold it to therapists, and I made more money selling it to therapists. Oh God, one of those. So wait, like, wait, wait, sell, wait, what was it again? The official value, the official flea market value of GPUs is below what you need, below what getting it to the therapists. So like, right. you can sell a GPU to therapists for 140,000 rubles. The buying a GPU off the flea market is 160,000 rubles. But to list a GPU on the 60 on the flea market for 160,000 rubles, you pay a 40,000 ruble fee. So you're only getting 120,000. So you should always just sell GPUs to therapists now, whether they're found in raid or not. Unless you're trying to boost your flea market rep. Yes. Like, Which would now take 10 times longer because GPUs used to be 800,000 and now they're 150,000. So that's going to take nine years now. Well, yeah, some people care less about the money and more like, I'm just going to sell everything on the flea. It's the same yeah. reason why, like, when you're trying to level up Peacekeeper, you sell everything to Peacekeeper, even yeah. though he doesn't give you the most money for, like, a Bitcoin or a dog tag or yeah. whatever. And But, um, but like, that's trickling down to, like, if you try to list, like, Marlboro cigarettes, the red ones, yep. trade for BS ammo. It's like two Marlboro cigarettes and two hot rods trade for a pack of BS ammo. BS ammo is arguably one of the best uh, 545 ammos in the game. If you mm -hmm. try and list a pack of Marlboro cigarettes for 30,000 rubles, the fee is 16,000 rubles. Like, that's not trying to list an item for a million. Dude, they had to... 30,000 uh, rubles, dude. Dude, that has to be hard-coded, manually specified. They're giving themselves more work. Yeah. Because it's like they can't just let their own system and the economy dictate. Now they have to manually override and set everything, right? Like, and all of these different things are getting different value just because they're nixing, they're making it that much harder and more annoying for RMT to do all these things. And all that's doing, like I said, is just moving the goalposts. Yeah. And now 
before it used to be twenty five thousand a slot for these things. Well, now it's nineteen thousand a slot for yeah. whatever. And so at this point, it's just like, why? I don't want to be dramatic. It's not like, why have the flea market? But like, why have the flea market? And like some, in some sense, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I guess you, you can buy things you need, but like selling things. And then we can talk about like, like they're, cause they're weirdly like, they're like pushing people into doing barters more because the value, because like, the whole reason you get like a crazy high fee is because the like in-game value of an item doesn't match what a, the value a player places on it, right? Like we talk about that all the time. Like the hard, the hard coded, the hard coded yeah. value of a green key card is like eighty-seven thousand rubles because that's what you'd sell it to therapists for. So when you sell it for fifty million, the game is like you're trying to trick another player and it procs this crazy high fee. Barters work. Well, it's not that you're trying to trick. No, but but that it feels like that's what the game thinks you're trying to do, even though you're not trying to do that. No, no, no. It, it, because you I used to be able to do was, that. I wish that was why, but it's not like they don't give a fuck about people listing things for a thousand USD or whatever instead no. of a thousand rubles. That's not why. It's it was even back then for um It was to explicitly transfer massive amounts of value, yeah. whether or not it was for RMT, you know, like or just giving your friend like, a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah. Like before you, when the flea market first came out, the way that people could, hey, you know, Veritas, I'm a favorite viewer. You know, can I? I'll give you my my, you know, a million rubles. I'm not. I'm done with the wipe. So you put up a a, yeah. a bandage for a million rubles, and you just accept it. Hundred percent. But what what I'm saying is that like barters work infinitely better because oftentimes you're trying to barter you're trying to barter something the game says has no value but you think has a ton of value for another thing the game thinks has no value but somebody else thinks has a ton of value so the the fee for barters is so minimal because it's like if you want to trade a green for a red and three graphics cards it's like oh yeah boop 4,000 ruble fee and so because it's all hard coded and busted. Yeah, and, not actually and so it's just like, done. but they're like pushing us into that. It's like, I would, I would, at this point, I would almost, I'm gonna freaking get flamed for this, but at this point, I would almost rather that I test a barter only flea market. You know what I mean? Where like, I don't know. I, we don't. Hey, I mean, we don't have to that, get into that. Isn't that kind of? I don't. I can't think of anything in particular, but like, the inner Twitch chat. In me is like that's what they planned all along. Uh, well, they had yeah, because um, uh, the like an economy would largely be. I know the game isn't post-apocalyptic, but just imagine a post-apocalyptic society is. Yeah, I'll trade you water for shotgun shells. Exactly. It, well, exactly. You know? Because money has no value. Yes. If you're in a war zone, trying to get out and survive. And someone is like, yo, I'll give you 10,000 fucking dollars. You're like, dollars aren't, isn't going to get me out of yeah. this prisoner camp in Iraq, bro. Like, yeah. I want a, a, some stick of dynamite, you know, and a, and a Makarov. And it felt like that was what the auction house was supposed to be. I think you can still see auction house up above. It's like something traders flea market auction house. But then Nikita has actually said that they're not doing the auction house. They're abandoning the auction house. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Because the example I've used is that, like, you know, like, uh, 
it, it's just cool if the um, the value of something is dependent on how much you need it. Like if you're running around in day Z, like I used the same example last week, and you're you have no food, but you just came from Northwest Airfield and you have a bunch of guns. It's like if I don't get food, I'm going to die. And if I die, I lose everything that I just got from Northwest Airfield. So I might give you this DVL for a can of beans because I don't want to die. And so the value of something can be fluid because if you're stacked and have a bunch of ammo, the guy's like, yo, can I trade you some ammo for some armor? It's like, bro, I got plenty of ammo. I don't need that. So That's economics on a small level. 100%. So like, you know, I'm not saying I've thought this through, but I would just love if, you know, the flea market was kind of more that way where if it was like barter only and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all about the ruble, you know what I mean? Like people might the pro- be a the little problem bit more there, willing, but there the a meta would food. bubble to the top, and it would always be just like this meta barter for this meta thing. Like, well, you, we'd be back where we started, right? Like if it was fluid, who's who's to say that you don't need a bandage more than anything right now? Yeah. You're willing to give up something worth a million rubles. So how do you tell the something where there's a huge demand, even in this limited case, versus RMT? You don't. Yeah. Well, you can't. Yes, you are. So 100%. instead, you can't have a free market. You have to have a totally government, quote unquote, regulated and arbitrary market. You're not wrong. It so it just it just doesn't. The whole system is flawed. Yeah, you're not wrong. <sighs> you're not wrong. Now I wonder. I was thinking about this earlier, and it was just super, super brief because, like, this is something that's been talked about forever, but I've never. I don't know. I've just always been like, it just seems fucking pointless and arbitrary. But in this case, it's less pointless and less arbitrary. Just make it so you can't take anything into raid with you at all. And if it's not found in raid, you can't put it in your protector case. Yeah. Like RMT is now gone if you can take nothing into raid with you. Yeah. Except for like radar jammers. Yeah. If the RMT and make radar jammers worth one ruble, yeah, yeah, mm. and so I mean, you're saying, and again, then anything that goes in your secure container can't come out. Oh, I didn't say that, but oh, okay, I mean, I mean, yeah, maybe. So, like, if you brought in, you know, in your sick case, a red key card, you couldn't drop that, yeah, um. But yeah, so I mean, then yeah, I don't know, I don't know. A- anything you bring into raid is locked in whatever slot it's in, except for yeah, except for your gear, because you're gonna want to be able to like upgrade your gear. But I mean, at that point, everything in your protector case, if you want to take a red key card in your backpack, cool. But you ain't gonna drop it, so you die, you fucking die with a red key card. Yeah. So whatever you enter in a raid, fucking lock it. But you locking at, at it wouldn't work either because it, it would have to be you can't bring anything in. Because if you lock it, then you run into what it's now. If if they die and it's still on them, then people can still RMT because they would load up with stuff and it doesn't matter. And they would just tell, they'd be like, hey, you paid me, kill me and take all the stuff. But if you brought it in and, and it deleted when you die, like now, that just feels so weird. So you'd have to put it pre-raid. You'd just be like, you can't take anything in a raid. No, no, so... Obviously, um, all the ideas suck, and it was no, just, no, no, it would I just don't be think that's, better. I don't think... Uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around what I said, what I'm thinking, and then what you just said. Okay. 
So if you're saying if you brought a red key card into raid, it was locked in, and if I died with that red key card in my backpack and you killed me, could you no, loot your the red key card? You can't bring anything in your backpack. Oh, well, then what was the example with the red key card? You said, no, I was just saying, like, oh. if, the whole idea around, like, yeah. I'll get around it, but if you were to do that, you would just be fucked. Yeah, yeah Right? Yeah. Like, if you think it was just your protector case, like, no. Anything you bring into raid that isn't equipped, yeah. you can't equip a red key card. Like, so then I guess RMT would be limited to take my gun and my armor. Yeah. Which, at the end of the day, like, sure. But... I don't know. It's, but those things it's shouldn't still, be the whole thing. Just I don't know. Yeah, no, it's not it's, it's limiting know. limiting your team, and that's all arbitrary bullshit. Like, um, like make it so that your teammates can't, because then the meta will be everybody chooses an obscure server, and you all load into yeah. raid at the same time. Because it's trivial to Q-snipe. I mean, I've done this a million times whenever we've tried yeah. to test things and you need 20 people on shoreline, you know, for whatever whack test you want to do. Um, you'd be surprised how easy it is to do that. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, just imagine anything you bring. You you cannot put anything that isn't magazines, um, ammo in the mags, and then meds, and then your meds you can't maybe you can't drop them like th those are they only go in your pockets or in your rig and they can't be moved out yeah again this is totally arbitrary dumb bullshit yeah. but it's more it's better than you can only take two helmets in and it's much easier to explain yeah because yeah. it's not convoluted you can take two ronins in and you but you can take an infinite number of coal packs but you these and backpacks a, can stack, but these can't. And you can bring every other rig in the game. You can have as many of them on you as you want, except this one. And it happens to be one of the most commonly ones to spawn on the raiders of the rogue. So if like yeah. if you come across some raiders and you're trying to take all their loot, you're going to get this error message. Or if you put your paracord in your backpack on reserve like I did and try and drop your backpack, you're not going to. It's like I, I get what you're saying. It's like it's like all these ideas suck. And but like. Can we at least have ideas that suck that are like comprehensible? It's by understandable a human? and consistent. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean that doesn't fix the problem, then all RMT would just be carries. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Now now again, in my mind, like to me, a carry seems even more lucrative in many cases. I don't know how much people pay for things. I don't know. I would yeah. imagine that that somebody would pay, let's say, $5 for, like, two Ford armors and a couple of meta HKs and a few stacks of 995 or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the value is. But I know that, that you know, people for 5 or $10 do a carry-on labs. If when I have item fucking hacks and r radar hacks to tell me where the items are, you're guaranteed to get millions of rubles worth of shit. Yeah. Like there's going to be two GPUs and potentially a key card yeah. and you know a LEDX or two LEDXs. Yeah. That to me is and it's almost like a kind of a loot crate element to it as well yeah. where you're like I get a carry, oh my god, am I going to get the red key card and the two LEDXs as opposed to like I'm going to pay $2 for a LEDX. Yeah. It's the same reason why I don't know. In Diablo, when I played Diablo 2, I would take eight years between the every time I played Diablo 2 
And I just wanted to go back to making my like level 90 build that I like to use. So I would go to one of those hacked up fucking janky websites and spend $7 to get the, you know, godly gear. Yeah. One, because ethically, it's not a game where RMT affects anybody. Like, yeah. I largely played it single player. I never did PvP and I would just magic find and rush people through shit. And yeah, but, um, but yeah, you, spend seven dollars on but very often if you got the godly item that was like the lower roll you would spend five dollars on it but an unidentified version of that item would be eleven dollars mm. because you're kind of like it's a gamble element yeah. yeah you know so i don't know like i don't know <laughs> you're i just don't know that it's going to be the the only way they would get rid of rmt is make nothing yeah. interesting or valuable enough for people to ever want to pay money for and then you have no video games yeah so. exactly and that's what's weird is it's like it's so it's so linked to the cheater thing which we know that currently there's no way to get rid of cheaters like all of them right like every game is struggles with it like it's an unwinnable battle and this thing is so linked to that so it's like i just don't know i don't know but it was just interesting because like uh, we're seeing them like because when the when the changes first happen, it's like I don't know, maybe they'll see it's not working and they'll they'll revert it. And like almost every other day, they've doubled down. They're not reverting it. Like more items are, um, more items are restricted. More scenarios are um, are you know where it can affect the other player. More flea market things have been adjusted. Like this is very clear. Well, you know what's interesting about this is like it to me it's very clear it has had a huge impact on RMT, but not necessarily by removing it. It's just that like this big There's a new meta. Yeah, this giant amoebus flock of people is just shifting around. So they're effectively poking them and shifting them around. The problem is is that these people are so committed to making money this way that they're shifting around and they're willing to sacrifice a little bit, sacrifice a little bit, sacrifice a little bit, which means things that are closer to what we experience get restricted and restricted and restricted. And I feel like we're going to come to a head soon where they're like, they restrict something that like every, like, you know, no more than one Salua in rate. And it's like, hold the phone. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be this moment where. I mean, I hate to say I told you so, but that was the intro to the last podcast yeah. was like they're weed killing everything and it's killing yeah. half the crops. And every time the weeds out evolve, the fucking weed be gone and they have to make a new formula and it yeah. gets a little bit more toxic to the crops. Yeah. Then they need to make an even more, an even stronger fucking solution, you know? Yeah. Um, to the point where it's like maybe the solution is something entirely different. Yep. Uh, so we will see. We will see. Um, but that's Tarkov. Um, yeah, tell me about Star Citizen. Dude, I've been playing Star Citizen. Oh my god, I want you to like. I want. I just want everybody to play this game. It's such a. It's like I was. I was talking to somebody about it. It's like the most. It's either the most magical experience you've ever had in your life or it's the most frustrating. There's currently no in between. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like you either spend the whole play session trying to like group up because the party system is bugged and you just like can't 
or it's pure magic. But like, Dude, and for what was interesting to me when I played it is that it was pure magic, and I didn't play the game. Yeah, you didn't do anything. Did Crawling around with the camera and making weird faces was in space. It was 10 hours of the most amazing shit, and I have no idea. I played the game for like two days, and I have no idea what you do in the game. <laughs> I don't know what the game is. Yeah. I just followed people around crawling on the ground going, and was <laughs> making fucking faces with FOIP. And for some reason, it was the most amazing shit yeah. I'd ever seen. And that, and like, and that's the thing is that there's so many... There, like that magical moment you had, like I could have, I could, I could show you a, a, a moment equally as magical in so many different aspects of that game. Like yeah. there's so much magic to be had. What's, what's got me excited about it is they're, um, they're adding a lot more like, f like first person stuff. Like, so they added mm -hmm. a bunch more like first person, um, FPS missions and FPS like weapons and guns. And then they recently added the ability to loot. So like you used to like go on a bunker mission and it was clear out all the, the people that have overrun this bunker and you would just you get would your get money reward. and you would leave. But now you can loot them all. You can loot all their armor, anything they had on them. Oh God. So it's getting and you closer could, and closer to space Tarkov. And you could loot their guns, but you couldn't do anything with it. You couldn't sell it. You could only use that stuff. But then in 317, they added the ability to sell it. So now you can go do stuff, a similar loot, uh, loop to Tarkov where you go, you kill stuff, you take their stuff and you sell it. And then they added, and then they added loot. So now in these things, you can find loot boxes like, and, and like, not like, you know, like EA loot boxes, but just like, this is a, yeah, this yeah. is a weapon crate and you open it and there's four weapons in it. So now you want to, now you want to search through every nook and cranny. What's really cool is they have like, so, like, currently there's four planets in Star Citizen. They are planet-sized, by the way. Like, if you got out and tried to walk around, it would take you years. Like, they're, they're planet-sized. And the warp, okay. the, the warp drive is why, yeah, Sean Murray, No Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I knew what you were going to say. They're huge, bro. They're freaking huge. And they spread. Huge. They're huge. They're, they're the huge. Biggest they're the biggest everyone, planets. Everyone talks about how big my planets are. <laughs> Get the biggest planets. Everyone will tell you. the biggest you. planets. Um, <laughs> anyways. There's we just uh, lost eleven subscribers. Yeah, and we gained fifty three. Yeah. <laughs> um, they uh, there's like these, um, like wrecks. Like some of the biggest ships in the game, the Caterpillar, the Javelin. There's like wreck sites. They're like super, and you have to like get like the GPS coordinates, and you go there. But now there's like puzzles in them, and you can find like really rare loot in them. And so like now you can like go and you can kill people, and you can take their loot, and you can loot them. And if you die, everything you have on you. It stays with you, but Veritas, you spawn back in the same server, so you can then go back to your body. You but but you only have a certain amount of time before it's going to despawn your stuff. So if you get PvP'd, then maybe they'll take your stuff. If you get PvE'd, maybe you can go back and get it. Um, there's like like we said, there's like proper. Does it ruin? Does it ruin? Completely the ruined. Um, oh, it probably makes it fucking rad. Fun. <laughs> then uh, and there's like unconscious states, and the medical gameplay has gotten really good. And, um, and so they're doing a lot of freaking stuff, man. A lot of really cool, um, a lot of really cool stuff. And, and so that's getting more fleshed out. Now, sometimes it's super buggy, but my frames have never been better. I was getting like a hundred frames at 1440p, which is like unreal for a star citizen. The, uh, desync has gotten a little bit better. Of course it's still buggy. I mean, it is still buggy. 
but like is the game done <laughs> yeah it's basically done um well you would actually be really interested in the tech side of what they're doing right now like because like their their plan here is for like one server for the world or maybe three regional servers you know what i thought that was the case but like at that yeah. fidelity Right, like Eve Online, I think is like one giant server, but it's like your guy is a seven pixel ship, right? Like, we're talking like triple A graphics, highest fidelity possible, complete full. Like Elite Dangerous was a huge space game for a long time, but you were your ship, you couldn't get out of your ship. It starts. Yeah. To, it's complete first person. Their first person, their FPS, it's not anywhere near it right now, but it has the bare bones of like Tarkov level FPS, like how they're approaching it is the right way to approach it. It's not there yet, but like they are, they have the potential to have the best first person shooter, the best space sim in the world at the best level of graphics and everybody's just in the same server. And so like a lot of the really big tech that they're working on, like uh, persistent entity streaming where like they they just talked about how they did they were doing some inter internal testing they've been working on this for years where like there's like a replicator layer above the servers where it's like trying to gather the information so basically what they did was they they like had on their own servers they got a bunch of ships and random stuff from the staffers to a planet they like put a bunch of like items like an apple on the ground just on a on a moon and a water bottle here and there and then they killed the server dead and then they booted it back up and everything was w exactly where it was supposed to be. And so that's... Did they kill all the servers everywhere and delete the databases? Otherwise... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, all they need to do is similar to... I mean, not, this is would amazing technically. Yeah. But like conceptually, I don't know how they're doing it, but really what, what you could do is essentially just have a bunch of servers that were all individual chunks maybe with yeah. overlap of the world and you would just need to synchronize them and that's what similar they're... to how they have culling right like yeah. the, the building doesn't spawn until you get close to it um, and that's what no... they're doing so yeah. it's like persistent entity streaming and then server meshing is the next thing on their list and like right so it's like there's overlap and everything can happen but then that you want if one server to go down all the servers around it at least have enough information to put together what was on that server so it wasn't yep. like and but there, it's just like, that's the thing is they're trying to do that. Like, that's not necessarily new technology, but they're trying to do it at the highest fidelity possible, right? Like, this is like AAA first person graphics. It's just like yeah, a yeah. lot more information than EVE Online. You know what I mean? Like, so, uh, so like, dude, uh, it's, dude, it's so funny. It was magic. Literally, the other day I was playing with uh, Seal and they have, now there's like bounties. So like, there's like, like part of it's like bounty hunting. You can go, you know, kill a ship. That was a bad guy, and they the good guys pay you money to you know bounty hunting. But there's Hog. there's in there's atmosphere ones now where you have to chase somebody down into the atmosphere of a planet. Which by the way, all of that tech is real. Every planet and moon has its own atmosphere atmosphere, and therefore like the ships handle differently in atmosphere. Certain ships have like VTOL where I can actually toggle my engines straight down. It's freaking nuts, dude. Anyways, is there own periodic table of elements? Yeah, probably. Anyways. We were doing this stuff. We were taking atmospheric bounty missions. We were all loaded up in seats in like almost like a drop, drop ship style ship. And Subtlety would fly us in. He would open the doors. As soon as we'd land, we would all jump out. And we had rail guns. 
and the bounties, these AI were low flying, trying to shoot us. And we were just like, and these ships would just explode. And we were, we were destroying ships from the ground with these huge rail guns. And then we'd all hop back on the ship and he'd fly out in the atmosphere and we'd accept another mission. We'd come down in from space into the atmosphere. And it's like, we did that for like two hours. And Veritas. Is this on YouTube? It was magical. No, but uh, you can check my VOD. I can like link you to the part of my VOD. It was when I'm saying like. Sounds dope, dude. Dude, yeah. It's like every. It was like I I could have never dreamed about this at this fidelity at 1440p. Perfect. I mean, dude. And it was like that for some reason that day the servers were just like running good. And it was. It was. Dude, it was insane. It was. And, and there's definitely part of that where it's like there isn't really anything to do. Like, there's so much to do, but there's nothing to do. It's like you make your own fun. These are the gameplay loops that are in the game. But it was just like I just kept thinking, like, I could have never imagined that in my lifetime I'd be able to do this. Like, this is just insane. Like, you know, you've got No Man's Sky, but, like, these, it's just so different. I was No with, Man's Sky, but with something to do. And with my friends at yeah. AAA Graphics. Like, I feel like I was in Star Wars. Speaking of Star Wars, they just released an X-Wing. They call it the RSI Scorpius, but it's an X-Wing. Like, basically, it, dude. Okay, well, lawsuit from Disney incoming. Oh, dude, it's just, it's so much fun. But then, like, literally 10 minutes later, an elevator that coming down from a space station clips out of the elevator thing, smacks all four of us. We clip through the space station and we all die. You know what I mean? And it's like, and then you have to spend 30 minutes getting it. So, like. But, Dude, my favorite moment from Star Citizen was when everything glitched out. Oh, yeah. It was when I fucking... The dude I was playing with just, like, logged out in the fucking ship in the atmosphere. <laughs> and all of a sudden... And then I freaked out and pressed the get out of sea button. So the thing just went... Started going down. And I'm like, ah, I don't know what button to press to sit down. And I fucking get in yeah. at the last minute and like pull up as I'm hitting a mountain. And then all of a sudden, like the game freaked the fuck out. And I all you could see was the side of my head, like it was uh, the um the yeah. Blair Witch camera. <laughs> and it all the it was just like with the sky was all red and the clouds were these fucking weird things, and yep. I was like, Oh, uh, I, I did the whole like Murph, Murph, <laughs> make make him stay, Murph. Oh and it my was like God. the most magical shit because the game broke in the most interesting way. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, dude, Star Citizen has just been so much fun, and of course, like, and every time I get into it, I you know play it enough to be like, yeah, it's too buggy for me to want to do it, and then I you know obviously, but like, there's just there's more to do than there's ever been this stuff feels more magical than it's ever felt like it's dude i know the scam citizen guys come out in full force every time i talk about it or play it but like it is something special dude it's been it's been fun we gotta get you back uh, on maybe I'll, I'll have to, i'll have to give it a try again fuck around with it yeah it it truly is like if you wanted to ever do anything we should like do it together or you should like get somebody to help because like it is like I, the amount of people that have said I downloaded Star Citizen but I stopped playing because I couldn't figure out how to get to my ship like it's it's the learning curve is it, it was yeah like knowing you had to go take these seven turns just yeah. to get to the elevators it, just to take it down to the right floor exactly like to, it's was, like yeah. they're they're 
prioritizing like this realism immersion feel over anything. Like it, like depending on where you chose to spawn as a brand yeah, new but person. There would be a woman at the front desk where you'd be like, how the fuck do I get to my thing? And she'd be like, oh yeah, take a well, left. Yeah, take that's because their AI is trash right now. But um, that's but, realism though. But yeah, but yeah, it's like you you get up from your bed, you have to take an elevator to the lobby, you have to go to the lobby, you have to take a tram to the spaceport. You don't want to take a tram to the shopping center. You need to take a tram to the spaceport. At the spaceport, you have to call your ship at a certain terminal. When you call your ship, it'll tell you what hangar it's on. Then you have to take an elevator to the hangar that it's on. If you get off a different hangar, your ship's not going to be there. And so like all of that stuff is like really annoying unless you're just with somebody that knows how to do it. And then all it takes is for some, you, you to watch somebody to do it once and you're like, oh. So it's like if you wanted to go do that, like you wouldn't know where to get a rail gun and it could take you all day to figure out where to get a rail gun or how to accept that mission or which missions were the atmospheric flight ones. But if somebody's just there to do it, we can get right into it. And then on the way, I can be like, oh, yeah, you have to look for this. If you want this mission, here's where you get the rail gun. And like, you know what I mean? So. Dude, so many games are like that where they they it's almost by accident. They get, a, a, you know, a bunch of the way through the development process and then a bunch of content creators make tutorials and guides. And then they're like, we don't have to make fucking an intro. Yeah, we don't have to make a tutorial. We don't have to make anything. I mean, even Trackmania is like that. Yeah, where it's got the most robust like fucking city skylines level of map building. Yeah, and the replay system is fucking amazing. And it took me 700 hours to figure out how to move the fucking free cam. Yeah. Like, but now, you know, there's like no good guides on it. There's like one or two, but they're not comprehensive. So I'm back in the same boat that I was for Tarkov. Yeah. Where it's like, I have to make guides. Yeah. If I would like uh, now would be a great time. If you're an up and coming content creator to dive into fucking track mania, learn a bunch of this shit and make guides because really there's, virtual who make who gets 14 million views on all of his videos yeah and then there's a bunch of amazing streamers that get 1100 views on their videos um yeah but just wait till the fucking game blows up like i think it will um yep it's the star citizen of the of the racing actually, it's, not, it's not because it because it's an actual game that's playable and done right now yeah true yeah i mean like you know it's it's an alpha star citizen is an alpha still because they want they want yeah like, sure they want whatever no because they want beta to be beta right like like isn't like beta isn't a beta of something technically something that's feature complete that you just want tested whereas like tarkov we're like missing like giant parts of the game like think about how many things were added in the past few years that like we didn't have like, well, I mean, a beta test can be a beta test of what we have so far. Mm, true. The, the problem is, is that a million people use the term alpha or beta and they all mean it differently. Yeah, I guess Some that's people true. It's like, this is the beta, which is they're going to test it for a week and then the release comes out next week. Think of how many games we've done where it's like the pre-release beta is two weeks before yes, 1.0 yeah. comes out. Um, whereas you have other games that have been in beta for a decade. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, when we went in software, whenever I'd beta test stuff, it was always we'd have a release candidate that we would send out to like other people in the com uh, the company, the product people, yeah. the customer service people to test it. And then as long as there were no major issues, then we'd ship it the next week. Yep. Um but yeah, it's one of those words that doesn't mean shit yeah. unless you know what it means. So it's it's it, at the end of the day, Star Citizen is all about expectations. You know what I mean? 
It's like I have gotten way more than $45 worth of fun out of that game with the expectation that it's a buggy mess and basically a tech demo of what gaming could be like 50 years from now. And if you and if you think that that's can be fun, then it's worth it. You know what I mean to you. But yeah, if you're the kind of dude that freaking mauls and rages out, if anything doesn't go perfect, it's like hey, why are you gonna call me out? You're bro? not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna enjoy freaking Star Citizen. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. But I've been having fun. So now, are you planning on making Star Citizen YouTube content or? Are you doing the reasonable but sad thing of like, I would release a Star Citizen video, but I'm killing it in Tarkov and it would kind of not do great. So then, you know, like, uh, yeah, both. I, I, true, I really, so fucking, I hate that, that that's a thing, man. Like, yeah. Uh, I just, I just like don't really have time to do both. Um, I, I really think that like Star Citizen will be my next game, right? Because like everybody knows Tarkov's not going to last forever. Yeah, and yeah. if I, you know what I mean? And so it's like, like, like I've never put more than like, you know, 800 hours in a video game in my life. Probably I've never put more than probably four or 500 hours in a video game until Tarkov and I'm almost at 5,000 hours. And like the next game I'm going to put 5,000 hours in I'm almost positive will be Star Citizen. And I truly believe that at one point I will pivot and I will start making Star Citizen new player guides. I, like basically it's it's timing. I was very lucky and uh, and intentional. Like it was not all luck. I want to pat myself on the back a little bit. But like I remember having conversations with Adam, you know, my mod, he's in here all the time and being like, because he's like my IRL friend and being like, when I first started streaming and I was like, you know what? I was like, I think now's the time. I was like, Tarkov is going to blow up one day. I know it will. If I have a bunch of content out, then maybe I can blow up with it. And so I yeah, started yeah. making YouTube videos. I got 11 views. And then point 12 happened, and I had a YouTube video for everything. I had scavs explained, this explained, offline mode explained, how to do this, how to view this, how to do this, weapon modding. And all those videos with 11 views, you know, got 10,000 views, which when you have yeah. seven subscribers is huge, right? So like, it's timing. And so, like, I know, like, uh, dude, I, I, I just genuinely don't care about the Scam Citizen wieners. Like, I think Star <laughs> Citizen, I think Star Citizen is going to be something huge one day. I think it's going to be really cool. I think it's going to be fun. And it's just about timing. Like, I think right now, for me, it's too early. You know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah. I think we're too far away from that happening. And Tarkov is on the precipice of potential, you know, streets, which is kind of like a road to 1.0 and the end. So the timing is perfect for me right now to watch Star Citizen, to play it occasionally, to keep up to date with it, yep. to ride out Tarkov for another year or two. Uh, but I, I truly think that, like, I could, like, I could RP in Tarkov and just like never come out. Of, I mean, and Star Citizen never come out of that world. Like, I eventually. So, so we'll see. And then obviously, of course, if it crashes and burns, then I wasn't too invested in it. You know what I mean? So, but one day, yeah, I will create content for it. If it was, if it was really a scam citizen. Yeah. If one day they're like, delete the servers and yeah. they're like, haha, we're doing a big sale because we're releasing next week. And then we're releasing the game as an NFT. Everybody get, everybody get in and it's the ultimate rug pull. 
they're doing the long con on you, dude. Yep. I know. That's what's funny is because, like, it's, you know, scam citizen. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's a really elaborate scam to employ 700 people and work on a game and put out four updates a year for 11 years. 700 people. They're all fucking cardboard cutouts, dude. You've never seen any of them in the True. same room. I've never room. seen more than seven of them. They all. Why are they all Elon Musk? Yeah. Every one of them. Well, dude, it was like it was like a thing. It was like they 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 just like it's stock footage from BSG. They just like bought this huge office in like Manchester, and they're going to hire like 250 more people in the UK. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have one office in California, but most of their offices are in. They like they like bought another studio, like a smaller like other game studio. They like absorbed it so that they could help with stuff like Battlestick Games or yeah, actually. Can you imagine? Yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. You playing Tarky tonight? Um, yeah. Yeah, probably. Gonna go vibe with some Tarky. We had some good rates. We had some good rates today. I, I did a morning stream. I did a little bit of a split. Um, and, uh, you know, just gonna go yell at other people and boy it's gonna be fun i'm gonna spend the next four hours trying to take eight thousandths of a second off my time Dude, on, hell a yeah. on a training map with that's a basically a straight line hell yeah <laughs> eight i mean it, you just gotta wiggle those tires in the right way yeah dude everybody come fucking watch the video that I, I i made the the satire v which is just Veritas backwards. And my logo is the Veritas logo inside out. People Hell like, yeah. how'd you come up with a logo in the name? I was like, how do you think? <laughs> think a little harder. <laughs> um, but yeah, the video, I'm stoked for it. It's going to be Hell yeah. dope. It's like getting Tarkov, but even higher production value just because the replay system is so fucking dope in the game. Oh, that's so sick. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, no matter what I do in Star Citizen, it almost always devolves to me spending a lot of time with the free cam because it is truly unreal to be able to just like in an instant press a button. Now I'm a separated camera that I can move forward, backward, up, down, left, right, complete 360, so pull like. in the field of view. And, and I can do those things while manipulating my character. I can hold W and then hold Z and move the camera while I'm like, like we'd had these shots. I like turned my camera off where I was like literally running with a gun and like seal would come behind me with a ship and he would shoot around me. So you'd see all the things. And then as he passed, I would pan the camera centered to me and I would follow the ship. And now I went from me looking at me head on to me looking at me behind. And I was like the content creation oh. potential in here is like out of control. And that's not even a built in like replay system or no. anything. That's just a free cam. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's that's sick. Like I know Mordhau had something like that, and uh, it just blows my mind how. <clears throat> so like what I did with with this video is during a lot of the voiceover. I mean the meta in Tarkov is you running through the woods, yeah, and dorms looting some shit while you're just talking about stuff, right? Yep. Like that's the most basic level Tarkov. Um, whereas I'm sitting there talking about like how amazing it is that people do what they do while playing. I can just go on. And any map, any of the world record, the top 50 runs, I can go and download the replay 
and it's Nuts. a file that replays the ghost because it's all deterministic. And so it'll play it with their skin and all that stuff. So every other thing is like Joe Schmo world record run while I'm interviewing that person up on, and you can change so the sick. time of day. I, dude, I've made it so of the replay seen, of the world record run. Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, almost all of God. the maps, dude, whenever I talk about it, I'll, I'll show like a fly through of these unbelievable, beautiful maps and I'll change the time of day. And in the replay editor, you can do color grading. You can oh, do depth of field with, with key framing. So I'll make it so like a car will drive up and you'll see the depth of field like go from like blurry to focused on the car. And you know what I did? Have you ever seen Gladiator? Yeah, of course. At the end of Gladiator, the scene that makes me fucking cry every time where he's dying and he's where he and he's going towards spoiler alert, it's fucking Gladiator. <laughs> 30 years old. Yeah. Um, where he's literally like walking through like the wheat field. And you see a couple of times, especially when it, it pans up to his wife, the clouds and how they're moving. Oh, like, yeah. You can change the speed the clouds move. So how sick is it where I'm slow panning and the sun with the fucking like the light rays and the clouds are just moving crazy through the sky? It's the dude. After this, let me show you 30 That's seconds of the so video. Sick, dude. It's so fucking sick, dude. Oh my god. That's every dope. game needs that. Like every game needs yeah, that. That's so dope. That's very dope. Oh, that's so sick. <clears throat> well, that's that's uh that's the stuff. That's, that's the cream cast. That's the cream cast for this so week. 69420. 69420. I would say like potentially, you know, we'll see what next week looks like. If they like we might do the podcast later next week. Like if they if this podcast that Tarkov is doing if they like announce it on Friday then we should do the podcast we'll on Saturday off. you know what I mean because it's like we're starved for some information they said they wanted to release some information next week so we definitely want to talk about that next week because there hasn't really been a whole lot going on in Tarkov land so yeah 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 100% so yeah but other than that thanks for hanging thanks for hanging with us definitely check out the uh, YouTube channel all this uh, this one will be live next week Monday podcast platforms and YouTube channel Thanks for hanging, and we will definitely see you all in the next one. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.